Welcome to this week's Eccentric Minute, brought to you by Eccentric. This week's Eccentric Minute is one of my favorite exercises to do with the K-Poly, and that is the pull-through. Guys, once you've figured out about how far you need to walk out with the K-Poly, grab whatever attachment you're using for the pulley, walk yourself out there, and really push your hips back at the K-Poly. From there, when you hit that stretch, really punch your hips forward, keep your chest up, and try to extend your knees and your hips all the way through. And this is where one of the major benefits of using a flywheel kicks in, as it pulls you into a deeper stretch as you push your hips back in, into your hamstrings and your hip extensors, so that you really open it up and stretch everything out in the back. This is an exercise that I'm sure your athletes are going to love to hate, but reap awesome rewards from. I really hope you enjoyed this week's Eccentric Minute. Make sure you check them out at eccentric.com to find out everything you need about the K-Box and the K-Pulley. Being a strength and conditioning professional requires constant pursuit of better knowledge, better methods, and better means. But what if there was a place where strength and conditioning coaches could learn from some of the most innovative practitioners in the world, such as Jeff Moyer, Lachlan Wilmot, William Wayland, James the Thinker Smith, and Kirwenham Flat? Well, you could find multiple lectures from each of these top-level coaches and a few lectures and examples from yours truly as well all in the Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is going to bring you well over a hundred different lectures from some of the top practitioners in the world to be your one-stop shop for your continuing education and professional development. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, I have the absolute pleasure of being able to sit down and discuss the road to becoming a strength and conditioning coach in the National Basketball Association with Felipe Eichenberger. Guys, he's going to start right out discussing with us where he sees the role of conditioning in the NBA how monitoring works with that, how both are tied together, and then how his time as a player has really impacted and assisted his ability to develop these workouts for the athletes. He then shares with us how you know he buckets the team and separates them into groups, how this impacts the decision he makes, and what the goals of each group are. You know, We then get into discussing the steps that he had to take to get to the league, and what advice he would give to young international coaches wanting to come to the States to practice. And then we're going to finish off touching upon the importance of metrics, you know, and what the role of these numbers are in increasing buy-in and helping the athletes understand what they're actually doing and how they're improving. This is really an awesome talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Let's get right to it. Coach, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, listen, I'm fired up about this because I think that what we've been able to start to do here is get people to bring some unique ideas and perspectives, especially of late when it comes to, to training. But now let, I'm, I'm fired up to get into an interesting story. So, you know, for the three quarters of a human being that don't know who you are and where you're at, let, let's let them know and let's get right into the, the meat and potatoes of this. Yeah, so I, I've been, well, born and raised in Brazil, uh, came to the United States to play basketball. Um, 
being with the Nuggets for nine years, you know, six years an assistant, three years a head strength coach. Um, worked my way up here uh, now, kind of enjoying, you know, enjoying the ride, more responsibilities, but excited about everything. Um, you know, I think that I uh, emphasize the point that I'm from Brazil because there's a lot of people out there that think there's no opportunity for anybody else that like, if you don't speak the language, if you have an accent or, you know, whatever it is, um, I think it's like, it, it doesn't matter, you know, just like work hard, be, be legit and good things going to happen. So. Well, and especially too, if you're someone that understands the sport, can talk the talk, walk the walk. And, and, you know, like we were talking before, it fits the mold, fits the model, like looks the part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, strength conditioning and uh, sports science became a big thing, professional sports. Um, so like understanding the game, a lot of times it help you a lot with you know understanding numbers understanding um a lot a lot of other things you know you look at numbers you look at game load really you look at minutes you know i mean coaches a lot of times come to me and be like oh this guy's playing 30 minutes a game so we should sit him and i was like well let's see how he played at 30 minutes a lot of times it's like 30 minutes he was in the court but you look at his sprint time you look at uh, his load, his load is coming from a very low, <clears throat> a very low load. So it's like, well, he's not playing the, those 30 minutes very effective. He, he'll be fine, you know. And at the same time, use that information to train the guys, you know. Uh, uh, using my knowledge in basketball, it's like, hey, let's do a conditioning. Um, I mean, for, for basketball players, you, you, you can't put them in the treadmill. I mean, it's pretty hard. Um, so let's do a, a, a basketball specific conditioning where we're going to get what I want to achieve with you. And then at the same time, you have a ball in your hand. So can we, can we dive down that rabbit hole a little bit? How did you come up with this? How are you monitoring that? And then what is the evaluation? Like, how do you, how do you split that up? For, I mean, so my, my system is, um, what I do with the guys, I divide them in, in three groups, right? So I have, um, I call them three different names. So it's like the starters, the stay ready, and the development guys. Um, you know, the starters, of course, if we talk about conditioning, for example, the starters don't need much conditioning. So they need to get stronger. They need to you go through an 82 game plus playoff season. Um, a lot of things you can do just to keep them healthy. Um, that's the main goal with the, that group. The stay ready group that I call, uh, there's like, you know, in our team is like three or four, maybe five guys. That's like, Hey, you gotta stay ready the whole time. Um, you know, one guy down, you know, one guy goes down, you're next up. So, and that's the toughest group to train just because you have to motivate them. You have to train them hard. A lot of times they can go, you know, like three, five, 10 games without playing. But the 11th game, he goes in and played 30 minutes. So he's like, he's prepared for that. Um, and then there's the development group. You know, the younger guys that come in that we draft um, that is, is there to develop, is there to watch, is there to travel with the team, is, you know, is here to 
to train uh, and, and be ready for the next season, be ready for the summer league, be ready to show us that you can play uh, the next two or three years, you know, and um, those guys have to be more patient. But at the same time, they can switch groups any day. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I've seen and been around a lot of stories that players don't don't really take serious, you know, being the second group, like, oh, I'm not playing, I'm not playing, I'm playing. And next game or even like during a game, somebody goes down with, you know, ankle injury, next guy's up and it's like, well, are you ready now? You know, um, that's where I tell the guys all the time, just stay ready, just do your thing, do your routine. Um, so I love that because I think that one thing, and now I'm going to be selfish for a minute because you, you said a, a word that we are really harping on the young people that we get to work with, and that is routine. Mm-hmm. How does that process go with you guys? And, and what are some ways that you guys, I mean, it's, you're, you could argue that you're working with one of, if not the best player on the planet right now. How do you get these people to buy into that idea of routine and then stick with it? Because I think that what coaches miss a lot is they think that, like, once they start going, it's the easy part. But really, the hard part is, like, blinders keep going, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, takes takes time. Um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of education. It takes the, a lot of trust. Um you know, it's uh, education is a big piece, but know how to apply and how to translate that education to a player. It's it's huge. You know, it's like if you talk about science with players, sometimes he doesn't care. Just be simple and train and show him um, what he's supposed to be doing and why. Um, don't like, you know, I mean, like you can't, sometimes you cannot spend too much time, like explaining every single thing, um, in a day or two, you gotta be like over years. Um, you know, like a good amount of our players now, they know why you do They know what they're doing, why they're doing things. Um, so I think like for the younger guys, it's more patient because they come in from college and, um, a lot of times, you know, at this level, if you're here you're very, very, very successful in college. So they think that's like, they don't really should do much to play. And you know I mean? 82 games is spent if you're part of a team that you play a good amount of minutes, you're gonna have one game here uh, that you play well, two games here that you play well, but do that, you know, every single night, do that, you know, like we just had three back-to-backs in a row, back-to-back a day, back-to-back two days. Uh, you know, after, you know, the fourth game, like how do you feel? How are you going to do that again? Um, that's the most important part where, like, the younger guys miss the point. They don't stay ready enough to play for 82 games, you know. Which is an extremely unique situation because really – I mean, for all intents and purposes, the the original minor league is only thirty something games, forty at the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know we also have the G League that we 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 send players to develop, but 
the level of playing it's a little bit different um i mean players you know you can you see all the time players go 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 to the g league and score 20 score you know 30 points and they come here and they it's they're not like a factor it's just uh in the nba at least it's a very um it's a very different level oh yeah no doubt i mean it's the premier organization in the world with the the best you could argue athletes around i mean it's the tip of the tip when you only have five players opposed to other sports where you're having 15 to 30 that are really active yes yes for sure so then let's talk a little bit more about the voyage from brazil up to the states because i think that this is one you know we talked a little bit before we got going with this that that is is not just unique but is one that i think that uh coaches may think is a little bit more intimidating or you know a, a wall that's a little bit harder to climb than, than it possibly may be yeah i mean you know from growing up in brazil and uh, coming coming to the united states um playing basketball i mean my first year i came in my english was very very basic uh, and it, you know i went to a small school um and i mean i'm fortunate enough to you know to have people to help me for the whole the whole the whole time but that grind of being a foreigner or being like from a small school um you have to grind a lot you know it doesn't matter where you are i just feel that's like it, you know i think i if i look back i like the story just because from the amount of work that i put in and where i am now um i'm very proud you know i'm very proud i see a lot of people uh just give up just because for for whatever reason like i said yeah i have you know you have a thick accent or you're from brazil you can't make it or you don't know the culture um you know whatever it is i feel that's like everything is possible you know so it's like um um that's why like i say i mentioned that i am from brazil i have a pride for my in my country uh, i still have my accent um i still don't speak sp uh, perfect english but I'm doing what I'm doing at the highest level that I wanted to do that I'm dream of, you know? Um, so, um, so, so now looking forward at where you're at and what you're doing, how, how is some, what are some advice that you would give to young people that want to follow in those footsteps? Well, I mean, first of all, strength conditioning is not a, it's a very young profession, if you really think about it, compared to any profession in the world. Um, I actually was just talking about, I was just talking with the NSCA guy. Um, I think it was like last year, strength condition just turned like 50 years old, the first strength coach or certified, so to speak. It's uh, just became 50 years old. I mean, that's a really young profession if you really look at. Um, so you have to do a lot of work now. It's a lot better than it was in the past already. But like for people coming up, I mean, that's a profession that you have to work, you know, Sunday through Sunday. Um, it's a nonstop profession. You know, like if you want to work in professional sports, 
um, you, I mean, there's no days off like during the season, you know, a lot of times, like, I, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> you know, you're telling me like, Hey, let's do this on Thursday. And I'm like, uh, what day is today? You know, um, it's, it's a grind as any other profession, of course, but I feel like professional sports during the season is pretty, it's pretty hard, you know, in the NBA. Uh, but, you know, to make it, I feel like you do have to have the best support system as you can from, you know, like your partner to whoever you work with. Um, you know, like my partner, my, my girl, she's a stud. Like, you know, we have three kids and she supports me to the max. Um, you know, she's uh, just that alone and she knows this is my dream job. Uh, just that alone, knowing that I'm leaving and I mean, it's not easy leaving, but when I do, she got my back. Um, you know, I feel like every time that if you do want to do a, a work in professional sports or strength conditioning, you don't have the support, it becomes tough, um, you know, and on top of that, on top of all the, the little things that you have to do in the back, have the support system, um, you know, you have to have a good education and understanding that that education, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a PhD or anything, uh, you know, you're, you're like super smart guy in strength condition. doesn't really matter if you don't relate well with your athletes, you know? Um, so. And I think that that's something that we see more and more and hear more and more about is, is your support system and your like ability to, to take care of yourself because what we really pride ourselves on a lot is the fact that, we are the support system, but pouring from an empty cup is pretty tough. Yeah, I know for sure. For sure. And I mean, you know, and I mean, like, um, I have three young kids and my, my wife uh, comes in and every single game, she made sure that she comes in. I mean, she has a full-time job. Kids have school the next day, but like she comes in, she, it's really important to her. It's important to, you know, for, for her to bring the family to see, to see me and then to help, you know, to help me. And that's like, if you don't have that a lot of times, you, you might go crazy for the amount of days and amount of hours you put in in this job and put in the professional sports, you know, because people think that's like you show up for the game and you, you know, and you go home, but you know, like, knowing that like the game, like when the game starts, you probably be in the arena for like six, seven hours already, you know, just so. Oh yeah. And then understanding that when the game ends, you're probably there for another two and then for you're sure. back in early in the morning or getting on a flight or bouncing this place or that place or another place. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, um, you know, of course it's a job that you choose. But if you don't have the passion, you know, the, the sports system, but if you don't love what you do in strength conditioning uh, at a professional level, I mean, not a professional level, but sports different, but in the NBA, it becomes very, very tough. It becomes, um, I mean, it, it's uh, it's one thing that you have to love just because even day offs, 
are not day offs. You know, our day offs are day to get the players that don't play as much better. You know, so it's like, you know, we text like off day tomorrow, but next day you're going to have five, six players. So the younger guys or the players that don't, uh, they're in a, the, the ready group, the stay ready group that I tell you, uh, show up at the gym to train. Um, so it's always like a Sunday through Sunday kind of thing. Um, and if you're not ready, if you, you know, don't love what you do, it becomes very, very tough. Yeah. And, you know, and also dealing with young people who at the point where you get them are in their very still developmental when it comes to going from a young person to an adult for the most part, uh, but also have been given quite a bit. The education part and connection part is so huge to make sure that A, they're doing what's best with the team and B, they're doing what's best with themselves. Mm -hmm. So could you, would you mind sharing some of those experiences you've had in your tenure in the, in the association? Like what are some things that you've had some success when it comes to educational strategies with these with, with the best of the best and where are some things that you thought maybe you would be really successful with and you were like oh you know what maybe next time we, we kind of put that one in the back pocket and we, we don't use that one yeah um i think uh, actually like when uh i was like my fifth year so i i made a joke um to one of the guys and i'm like man i don't think strength conditioning matters too much here I should get a psychology degree, you know, because it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of um, just getting the guys to feel feel ready. You know, I feel like if people ask me, like, oh, what do you do? Uh, my job, I, I describe my job as like, well, I just got to make sure the guys are ready, you know, and it's like using the science as much as you can. But there's so many factors you, can't, you cannot control all of them, you know. Um, so, you know, getting a young, a young guy to do what you would like them to do, um, it takes a culture, it takes an education piece, it takes years, like I mentioned before. But you also have to understand that as a strength coach, in my vision, you are different than the coaches. You are different than, you know, the GMs and all, everybody involved with professional sports in the NBA, you know. Um, so it's like, I always tell them, it's like, Hey, the weight room is your safe place. You know, if you want to talk about basketball, we will. If you want to talk about, um, your girlfriend, we will, as long as you get your, your work done, you know, uh, music's going to be loud. You know, we, we're going to, I mean, we're going to enjoy your time here. You know, you're going to come in, you have a bad game yesterday. You're going to come here. You're going to work hard. Um, you're going to make you feel good and then you're going to leave here. You're going to be like, everything's fine. You know, um, as a strength coach, I feel like you, um, you have to, you know, stay away a little bit from like basketball because they get hits for like, we have what eight, eight coaches, nine coaches, assistant coaches between player development and, you know, the head coach. So every single coach is already talking to their player about mistakes, about positioning, about um, all those things. 
So as a strength coach, I feel like you have to have a little bit different approach where it's like, hey, we're here to work. I'm not a coach. I'm not a basketball coach. Um, we are here to get better. We got to get here to get you stronger. Uh, if you want to talk about basketball, cool. But how can I make you better? How can I make you um, ready to, when your name is called, you're ready to go and you perform at the highest level you can, you know? No doubt about it, man. And I, I think that one thing that you mentioned there is, is, is the fun aspect. And I think that especially when you're jumping on and off planes and you're in and out of hotels to the point where I'm sure there's nights you don't even know what floor you're supposed to be on when you get back to the, to the room. Yeah. What are some strategies that you've used with that with the guys? Because I, I'm sure that that's one that from time to time has been a struggle. Um, I mean, you know, the education piece of, uh, like everything, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it comes to being legit, being there for the guys, um, from, you know, like if you look at a profession, if you look at the NBA, all the teams are going to have their normal techs, all their teams are going to have, you know, two PTs, massage therapists, access to a lot of things, um, you know, one thing that you need them to understand and you need to make them feel is like, hey, man, I'm there for you, you know, and it's like that human touch feeling. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter if you play well. It doesn't matter if you play bad. It doesn't matter if you're having a good day, a bad day. We are there to make you better. I'm here. I'm here for you, you know. Um, I think that's that's the the main thing in the NBA. You know, the players catch the players understand pretty quickly who is who, who is going to be there for you. Doesn't matter what you know. Um, it's going to be some frustration. It's going to be some um, you know arguments here and there. Just because I mean, I'm with the guys. I'm with the our team, coaches, and players more than I am with my family. So you imagine, you know, if you go home and you don't see eye to eye with your wife, with your partner, imagine being with a team, imagine being with the players every single day, no breaks, you know, that's natural. Um, so I think just like being legit and being there for the players, it's, it's a main thing to help on everything else. You know, having that approach in mind is, uh, uh, it's a, it's, it's big in the NBA. I love that, man. And now you, when you talk about some things, when it's, when it's, we're always trying to, to get better and show the guys that they're getting better. Are there any measurables that you guys take and anything that you do that you sit there and you say, Hey, so these are the numbers we're looking at. This is what we're looking at and why, and this is how we're showing these guys that they're improving. Yeah. So we start using the force plate, um, to matter counter movement jump mid typo um all those things and show them numbers uh and that help have helped us a lot to be like hey here's where you were here's where you are and they get pretty excited about it um another thing that you're very familiar with is the gym aware um where it's a amazing tool to help us out uh just to show the guy's progress you know, and it's like, hey, here's what we're doing. Just like, just go and do the, the exercise. Don't worry about the machine a lot of times. 
and you know go and do a bench press go do a deadlift for me like a trap bar deadlift and then we we measure don't tell don't tell the player anything and measure later say like hey you're gonna go as fast as you can train um and then show the player later and they're like wow really you know when they're they have their downtimes and they're like man i don't feel like whatever it is coach likes me i'm not getting better uh my body's not changing you go back to the numbers and be like hey look at here the gym where um look at your numbers you know or uh, look at your force plate numbers here how's you improving uh so we we use that data to show the guys a little bit how they're improving um you know but i i, I mean I do show show them improvement that way, but at the same time, it's um, I try to just be like, hey, let's train more than you train, more be uh, better than you get. Uh, so I try to retest here and there, um, and then you know have a limited amount of sessions to show them. It's like, hey, you improving here, but uh, when I do the, it makes more sense than just trying to do it like every day, be like, Hey, you're improving here, you're improving here. You know, like how, like for the period of time I should, I have a period of time that's like, okay, instead of showing them every, every two days, you're going to show it every week, every two weeks, you know? Um, and I mean, since we travel a lot, it's hard to really plan when to show or when to test the players. There's so many variables. Um, so, uh, the strategies that we use to show the, the players they have should be on point, you know, but gym aware, force plate, there are those, those things that we use the most to show the guys. I progress. love that, man. And that's what we use too. And so that I'm really happy to hear that. Now, have you seen anything that like connects or correlates between the two or this is just another selfish question? Um, yeah, I mean, gym aware it's uh for for our guys it's huge because i'm not gonna want our am the guys that's like one thing that i try to use and like they predicted one our am is pretty it's pretty cool that's why we put the machine sometimes it's just don't tell the player just like hey we're gonna and they're like well they know what it is and they're like well do you want me to go fast or do you want me to i was like no just lift the weight you know and then on the back end we get it on one our am and then we use that load to train the guy more specific. Uh, it's huge for us, you know, because they're here, they're in the NBA to play basketball. So the weight room is like kind of like a secondary for them um, because they're so talented and they think they can just like, they're super humans. They don't need to lift, they don't need to do all those things. But when you do have the players, you know, from the layers that I, the groups that I train or like, for example, the starters, Sometimes you have 10, 15, you know, 15 minutes with or 20 minutes should train a starter just because he played, he got to do so many other things. How are you going to use those 15 minutes effectively? You know, and it's like if you don't have the load, for example, how much, how much is that training affecting the player? So I think the gym aware is helping us that, that like, okay, so we're doing a, a trap bar that lifts today, you know, and we're going to go 60% uh, of your max and it's right there for us. You know, we don't have to one RM the guy and make the guy sore for the next today, or we don't have to max the guy and, you know, a seven footer pulling from the floor, pulling from a good amount of weight can strain their backs. Like you don't want that. So um, that that's been helping us a lot.
I love it, man. That's awesome stuff. And it's really, you know, reassuring to hear that people are taking the time to make sure that they're programming the most efficient way possible to make sure that we're giving the best that we can to these, these athletes we get to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, science there's numbers there is just knowing how, where to, where, you know, how to apply and when to apply. Right. No doubt about it, man. Well, coach, let me get you out of here with this, buddy. Where can see, people see more of what you guys got going on and what you're doing out there in Denver? Well, I mean, I, I go through social media. My actually, my uh, my username is Ike. It's my last name, E I C H Bra from Brazil. Um, I share. I don't share as much as I would like to. Um, just time, and uh, there's so many other things, but. Email, um, my email as well. It's my first name, dot my last name, Felipe dot Eichenberger and Nuggets dot com. Um, and I'm, I'm out, try to be act, active as much as I can with whoever writes me. Um, just because I feel like from what I did, where I came from, um, I just try to help as many people as I can, you know. So I have received emails like weekly about how people like asking about me, about, about my story. And I try to reply all of them because I know that's important for, for people trying to get where I am. Well, Felipe, we'll make sure we tag those in the in the notes, brother. Truly appreciate your time, man. This is sensational stuff. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, man. I mean, like I said before, everything, like all that you're doing for the industry is huge. You know, uh, from a strength coach network uh, website or platform, how you want to call to the podcast available to everyone. I mean, you're doing an incredible job there, Jay. Well, I appreciate the kind words, brother, and we'll be in touch real soon. Sounds good, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Cheers. And a huge thanks to Felipe Eichenberger for spending the time with us today. Guys, just some open, honest, candid sharing from a guy really in the front lines of the association, getting it done and really sharing how it is, giving us a, a really, really great insight into how to manage these players, what they're doing with these guys, how programming is is unique in these situations, and really how important understanding the game of basketball is. This is really fascinating and fantastic stuff. Felipe, I can't thank you enough for being so open, honest, and candid in your sharing today, guy. This was awesome. And as always, guys, if you did enjoy the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. As always, we are just trying to get the best information out there to all the great coaches that we can. And as always, guys, thank you for everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.